Hello, it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Let's talk about the 90s. Let's just go full in, throat, and jump. I was a teenager in the 90s. It was a confusing time. It was fun. You had music, you had movies. You had Black Hole Sun, the music video. You had Pulp Fiction. I remember watching Pulp Fiction on a hotbox in December of 1994. I have often said that if I ever meet Quentin Tarantino, I'm going to shake his hand and thank him because that scared me from ever doing really hard drugs. That scene where Uma Thurman and remember they got to stick the needle in her. They got to stab her in the breastbone. I don't know about you, but that scared the shit out of me. And of course, Zed's dead, baby. The 90s were a truly maverick, independent time. Singer-songwriters, hip-hop, music videos. Mavericks. East versus West, the hip-hop wars. It was a fun time. Mary J. Blige. 411 all the way to My Life. I remember that My Life album. Anytime I hear I'm going down, that's Mary J. Blige at her best. That is the moment she found her audience. That moment when she hits that note. Come on. Let's get real. And then you have the the misses. You have the hits and then you have the misses. The backfired bombs like Batman. Val Kilmer playing Batman. I don't think so. Okay. Homie, don't play that. George Clooney playing Batman. Or as Tilda Swinton. So I love Tilda Swinton. But she said when she won that Oscar, you know, George, you the dedication you gave to the role, you know, always get into the bat suit, that one with the rubber nipples every day on the set. Yeah, I love it. I just talked about American movie. Talk about a cult classic. That was the other thing in the 90s. That was when independent film... Think about it. You've got Quentin Tarantino. You've got Kevin Smith. Clerks. I remember watching Clerks. I was stoned when I watched it. That was that was the time in college. You had Paul Thomas Anderson... You had Bottle Rocket, Woo! which led to the Royal Tenenbaums, one of my favorites, but that's the 2000s. But we go in there. We go in there. Mr. Wes Anderson, who's one of my favorites. We often talk about, can Scorsese and all of them be replaced? No, not so much. But there's other people who will take over. There's always someone. It's like the Grand High Witch and the Witches. She's she's dead, but there's another one waiting in the wings. Take over. That's another classic film. Road Roll Dolls book, The Witches. They recently remade it, but nothing beats Angelica Houston in The Witches. I love that movie. Angelica Houston had an interesting decade in the '90s. Think about it. She's got The Grifters, or as I like to call it. The Donald Trump um, tell-all book movie. Because that basically... He was a grifter. He's a grifter. <sighs> mm. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of Angelica Houston in The Witches for you. Because if we want to sum up how creepy, how fun, how it smells like teen spirit, in bloom, lithium, I'm so happy because today I found my friends. Remember that? It's It's a never mind era. But don't count for second best, baby. Put your love to the test. I said 6.15. And that is in 15 seconds from now. (laughs) You are in for a treat. (laughs) We all are. (laughs) What's going on? Just a few moments. That's the 90s. It was a fun, electric, eclectic time. It was a black, it was a clear black night. It was a clear black moon. Warren G was in the streets trying to consume. It was that. It was murder was the case that they gave him. Snoop Dogg. It was Tupac and Biggie. It was alternative. It was R&B. It was don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Except when you lip sync TLC. It was about Scream. Michael Jackson, he made everyone want to scream with that video. Come on. Come on. Let's put all that bullshit aside. And Alanis Morissette. I remember the first time. Oh, God. Come on. I want you to know that this podcast is for you I listened to Jagged Little Pill I thought you should know it I was only 15 when I listened to the disc it really helped me and I thought this is amazing okay thank you Lannis don't come after me and then you have old hits from the 60s that become movies I would kill for her Either way, one bliss. Unhappy, darling. Oh, yes. Yes, completely. Gomez. Son, il ne perce comme un poignard. some desperate howling demon you frightened me do it again so see angelica houston was having fun in the 90s she also went on to direct uh, two feature films and then you've got the late raul julia from kiss of the spider woman who was this broadway star and he does adam's family and everyone just loses their minds and then we go to 1994, Pulp Fiction. And I can tell you the first time I watched Pulp Fiction, and I almost I wanted to throw up at the same time. I didn't get it, but then I got it. <laughs> 
We cool? Like it never happened. Right. Boys, this is Raquel. Someday, all this will be hers. Hi. So, what's with the outfits? You guys going to a volleyball game or something? <laughs> I'm taking my lady out for breakfast. Maybe I can drop you two off. Where do you live? Redondo? Inglewood. It's, it's your future, right? I see a, a cab ride. Move out of the sticks, fellas. Say goodnight, Raquel. Goodnight, Raquel. I'll see you guys around. Stay out of trouble, you crazy kids. Mr. Wolf, I just want to tell you it was a real pleasure watching you work. Yeah, really, and thank you very much, Mr. Wolf. Call me, boys. You see that, young lady? Respect. Respect for one's elder shows character. I have character. Because you are a character doesn't mean that you have character. <laughs> Can we talk about Julia Sweeney from Saturday Night Live? She played that character who had no gender, remember? And here she is in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction had a cast, a truly cast of characters. In fact, some of them went on to do Mad TV. Yeah. Margaret Cho. Kathy Griffin is in Pulp Fiction with her old face. It's true. She is. She is. Come on. That's that's not, you know, we're not dogging her. But the heart and the soul of Pulp Fiction is Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta, the motherfucker. Point the gun at me. There you go. And Vincent, you just hang back and don't do a goddamn thing. Tell him we're still cool. Still cool, honey bunny. How we doing, baby? I gotta go pee. I'm gonna go home. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. And Ringo's proud of you. It's almost over. Tell her you're proud of her. Proud of you, honey bunny. I love you. I love you too, honey bunny. Now, I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. successful little score. Jules, you give that fucking Nimrod $1,500 and I'll shoot him on general principle. No, Yolanda, Yolanda, he ain't gonna do a goddamn motherfucking thing. Vince, shut the fuck up! Shut up! Come on, Yolanda, stay with me, baby. Now, I ain't giving it to him, Vincent. I'm buying something for my money. You wanna know what I'm buying, Ringo? What? Your life. I'm giving you that money so I don't have to kill your ass. Ah, music. Yeah. See, the 90s were an interesting time. Wouldn't you agree, ODB? 
This is the moment that I've been talking about. Here we go. And bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. That's the 90s. Told you it was interesting. It was, uh, isn't it ironic, kind of time. But Sarah McLaughlin, I said, I think said it best. You wear sandals in the snow and the smile just washes away. But, you know, you living in a church where you sleep with voodoo dolls and you can't give up the search for the ghosts of the halls you wear sandals in. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. And then Sonny did come home and won a bunch of Grammys. Didn't need any more repairs. But for me, and I've talked about this before, the 90s, I, I loved the double albums. The du- That was the era of the, the double albums came to the forefront. Tupac did it first with All Eyes on Me. Biggie did it second with Life After Death. And then Wu-Tang. That's, that's why I played that ODB clip. O- Wu-Tang Clan lost. Best rap album. Should have been nominated for best album in my opinion. But fuck it. To Puff Daddy. Be my pal. When I yeah. Not my pal. But made very kind of subpar records. And everyone just, you know, got on their knees for it. But Wu-Tang, that double album, Wu-Tang Clan Forever, was amazing. First of all, it was an enhanced CD before YouTube, before this was a behind the scenes. You could put the CD into the computer and watch it. Listen to the music, look at the lyrics. There was making of the album. It was amazing. This was a tour de force. Okay. You had all of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan on this double album. Killer Bees. ODB. ODB at the top of his powers. So I can understand why he was pissed off. You're losing to Puff Daddy? It's bad enough that Biggie and, and you know, Missy Elliott loses to Will Smith. Are you kidding me? Talk about safe. Talk about safe. In the 90s, people thought Puff Daddy was safe. <laughs> this is P. Diddy. Come on. Oh, my God. It was a crazy time. And then you have Erica Badu, this really great singer-songwriter who changes the landscape of R&B. Changes it for the better. Neo Soul. And you got Lauren Hill breaking away from the Fugees, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And then you have my favorite who released Black Sunday today, 28 years ago, and that's Cypress Hill. I still, I, I love watching B-Reel's Dr. Green Thumb podcast. That's probably one of the best podcasts out there. It's interactive. It's amazing. He's got his son, E-Zone. He's got his entire crew. He's got Eric Bobo. Come on. I first got into Cypress Hill, seeing them on Saturday Night Live. They were doing Ain't Going Out Like That, and... 
of course, the classic jam, Insane in the Membrane. I'm insane in the brain. But I personally like Dr. Green Thumb. And I want to get high. So Be Real probably, for me, has one of the best MC voices ever. Ever. Those lyrics, those atmospheric sounds that DJ Muggs created for Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is legendary. They don't get a lot of credit like they should. Because they brought weed to the forefront in the 90s when it was not popular. It was dangerous. Remember back then that's when hip hop was dangerous. Not Michael Jackson dangerous. Although he did put out an album called Dangerous. This was dangerous. This is the wild, wild west. Okay. That's the 90s. <sighs> I mean, there's more to the 90s that I want to talk about. Maybe we'll do that for a two-parter. And this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast where we talk about music, film, art, culture. Think of the cultural impact of Pulp Fiction. And I've talked about that before on this podcast. And my late professor, Dr. Stanislav Parkner, who was from Czechoslovakia, brilliant man, had a temper, but brilliant. And I spoke at his funeral two years ago. Hard to believe he's gone. And he told me something interesting. He loved Quentin Tarantino. He said something interesting to me, though. He said the reason why he liked it was the dialogue. He says people weren't talking like that at that time, the way they were speaking in the film. And I remember years later, I lent him Inglorious Bastards and he loved it. But then he said to me, and I quote, as a historian, though, I will tell you that those Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler would not be together. That is like vice president and president hanging out. But he loved the film. That fact that this brilliant man, I think he had two doctorates. This this professor of philosophy and history and government. I, I took a Supreme Court class with him or for him. I worked for him also in the library. We talked about film all the time. We really did. He's the one who told me the importance of foreign film. Because here he was. He was from the Czech Republic. And we would talk about, you know, the fact that Milaj Formin, who kind of, they kind of look alike. That was an, always an interesting thing to me. Milaj, I loved Milaj Forman. Come on. Okay, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Amadeus, The People versus Larry Flint. Ooh, ooh. That's another 90s film. Ooh. People versus Woody Harrelson, Edward Norton, and Courtney Love, and the People versus Larry Flint. Oh my God! It you always kind of think, okay, he should have won for this. That film, though, there is an integral scene that I love. And when, when Harry Larry Flint, the real Harry Larry Flint, died, I said to my cousin, remember it? Because he, he one time worked in the Flint um, uh, building, Flint Publishing. But this is, this is legendary 
This is the 90s, motherfuckers. Motherfucker. Cut off, but here we are. This is us talking about The People versus Larry Flynn, directed by Milaj Foreman. is down by a third. Color reproduction is horrible. Models look like they're $3 whores. The writing is by some moronic idiots. Uh, Mr. Flint, I don't want to step on your toes, but things have changed since you were actively running the company. I mean, I look back at the stuff you did in the 70s, and it was uh, sort of racy and crazy, but the country's different now. Reagan has rebuilt America, and the moral majority is gaining power. You're fired. Excuse me? You get the fuck out of my building, Doug! Get him out of here! Need to blow dry, jerk motherfucker! Take him out of here, throw him in the incinerator, cut him to little pieces, and feed him to the animals out there! Get out of here! There! Larry! Larry, you can't do that! I mean, he's our vice president! He's the VP of marketing! Hey, Jimbo, are you trying to challenge my authority? You see that on the wall? LFP! That's Larry Flint Publication! Not JFP. Okay, I'm the big kahuna here. Do you have a problem with that? No, Larry. You're the boss. And you're damn right, Larry Flint's the boss. In that same year, another legendary film came out directed by the Coen brothers oh yeah starring this this uh, we've talked about Fargo before this was Frances McDormand who won the first of her three Academy Awards not for best supporting actress but best actress Fargo was such a it's crazy it's so good yeah, that's where we met. But I dropped out, though. Yeah, she dropped. Yeah. So where are you girls from? Chaska. Lesueur. But I went to high school in White Bear Lake. Go Bears. Okay. I want you to tell me what these fellas look like. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. Can you be any more specific? I couldn't really say. He wasn't circumcised. Was he funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So, you were having sex with a little fella then? Uh-huh. Is there anything else you can tell me about him? No. Like I say, he was funny looking. More than most people, even. What about the other fella? He was a little older. You know, he looked like the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But maybe I'm saying that, you know, because he smoked a lot of Marlboros. Uh-huh. You know, like a subconscious type... 
understand. I'll keep it real short then. I'm on my way out of town, but I was wondering. Do you mind if I sit down? Carry a bit of a load here. No. I... Yeah, it's this vehicle I asked you about yesterday. I was just wondering. Yeah, like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. Are you sure? Because, I mean, how do you know? Because he, the crime I'm investigating, the perpetrators were driving a car with dealer plates, and they called someone who works here, so it'd be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. Yeah, I see. So, how do you... Have you done any kind of inventory recently? The car's not from our lot, ma'am. But how do you know that for sure without doing a... Well, I would know. I'm the executive sales manager. Yeah, but I understand. We run a pretty tight ship here. I know, but well, how do they establish that, sir? I mean, are the cars counted daily, or what kind of a routine here? Ma'am, I answered your question. I'm sorry, sir? Ma'am, I answered your question. I answered the darn... I'm cooperating here, and there, uh, there's no... Uh... So then you have moments like that, and then you have this moment from 1995. Take a walk. Take it. <laughs> I ain't like you got shit to do tomorrow. You don't have to go to work. Don't take it. Got a drink. Crazy. Let's stimulate your mind. You ain't got shit to do. Pop, pop, get. Yeah. <coughs> What's up, Craig? What's up, Smokey? Nothing. What y'all smoking on? Nothing. What you want? Oh, I need to borrow your car right quick. What kind of shit is that? Most people want to borrow sugar. They even ketchup. You want to borrow my car? Hell no. Hell on. Well, let me borrow a joint. You need to borrow a job with your broke ass. Always trying to smoke up somebody's shit. Then hell on, Felicia. Remember that. Remember it. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. Craig. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. And that's where we end our celebration of the 90s maybe part one maybe part two (sighs) but the moment the best part of Friday for me is the opening the little ladies good morning are you ready for Jehovah's return because if you not I got a pamphlet and a and he slams the door in her face and what does she do well fuck you half dead motherfucker come on sister come on sister unpleasant dreams (laughs) 